We praise the Lord. Michael Jakes here, and we're here once again with the Sunday Sermon Series. Amen. I pray that all is well with you once again as we do open up the Word of God. Amen. Streaming right now this Sunday afternoon on Facebook, YouTube, and Spreaker.com. Today we are continuing in our series entitled Just More of Him. And today we're going to be looking at the King. In other words, who is the King in your life? You see, what it comes down to is if is that if we want more of him, that means there has to be less of us, amen? And we're going to talk about what all that means and what it entails uh, as we go forward today. But right now, we pray that you will uh, get your Bibles, get your smart device, and be prepared to go into the Word of God, amen? You can find this ministry, That's the Word Ministry, on our website, which is that's the word.org. You can also go to our YouTube channel, which is that's the word ministry. And as we always say, you can go over to Spreaker.com and you'll find all the other podcasts uh, that the Lord has allowed us to be able to produce over the years. Amen. And so with that said, uh, we are ready for another uh, time in the word of God. But we're going to pray first and we're going to get on the way with the word of God right after this. your name today. And once again, we honor you, we bless you, we thank you for who you are and what you have done on our behalf. Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that we are no longer mired in our sins, but now, Lord, you have set us free, Lord, by the power of your blood. Lord, we thank you for the cross. Today, as we continue speaking on this subject, Lord, we pray that you will be with us, lead us and guide us into your truth, Lord. That's all we want is your truth, Lord Jesus. So, Lord, have your way. Bless us together, Lord. Draw those who will hear this word uh, to this place on the World Wide Web. Uh, Lord, I pray that you will anoint, that you will encourage, that you will enlighten, uh, Lord, that you will just build up your people through your word, Lord. We want you more than anything. So, Lord, bless your people. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Let me bring you over to the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel and... Let me start reading in verse number one. We're going to read a few verses. First Samuel chapter uh, number eight. First Samuel chapter number eight. And we're going to start reading in verse number one. It says, and it came to pass when Samuel was old, that he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the name of his firstborn was Joel and the name of his second, Abiah. They were judges in Beersheba. And his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after lucre and took bribes and perverted judgment. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, 
and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people in all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Let's stop right there. Notice what it says there in verse number seven. That last that last statement. They have not, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. I want to talk about, just for a few minutes today, I want to talk about who's the king. Who's the king? And as we said at the outset, if you are talking about wanting, if you are desiring more of him in your life, more of the Lord in your life, then that by default means that you are asking for less of yourself. Uh, the Apostle John made a very powerful statement in John chapter number 3 and verse number 30. He simply said, I must, uh, he must increase rather, and I must decrease. Now you can take that statement in two ways. Obviously, he was talking about the fact that his ministry, that Christ's ministry was, was coming, and that his ministry would begin to fade away. He was just there uh, to, to shine the light uh, for Jesus when he came. That's what John the Baptist's ministry was about. So he would decrease, but Christ must increase. But on the other hand, it also gives us a lesson in humility. Humility. And if we are going to desire uh, more of him in our lives, we are going to have to learn how to get low. You've heard me use that statement many times. We are going to have to learn how to get low, how to be humble, learn how to be humble, and learn how to take the back seat. Here's the fact. The fact is that every one of us in our lives, somebody is pulling the strings. Every one of us in our lives, somebody is behind the wheel. Every one of us in our lives, someone is sitting on the throne of your life. But who is it? Who's the boss? And for our purposes, who is the king of your life? We see here uh, that the people of Israel, they wanted their own king. They did not want the Lord to be the king of them. They wanted their own king. They wanted things their way. They were not willing to take a, a back seat, so to speak. They wanted their own king. They wanted to be like everyone else. Amen. And so that is a very dangerous, that is a very dangerous stance for the child of God. When we, when we ourselves want to put ourselves uh, at the fore of our lives, that cannot be how it goes. Now, I'm always, when I speak on a subject like this, I'm always reminded of several songs that I recall uh, back in uh, yesteryear, let me call it yesteryear, back in the 80s, I believe it was, back in the 80s. Uh, one particular song, it's not from the 80s, it's actually uh, probably from the 50s or 60s, but uh, it's a song from Frank Sinatra. You remember, some of you remember a man by the name of Frank Sinatra, and he had, a, he had his signature song, and his signature song was My Way. And in that song, he talked about, he took the blows, in that in that song, uh, he talked about he talked about the fact that the record shows that he took the blows. He did it 
his way. And there's another song that came out, I believe, once again in the 70s or the 80s, and it's by someone by the name of Billy Joel. Once again, most of you remember who Billy Joel is. He's still around today. Uh, and he had a very popular song back in those days, and it was called My Life, My Life. And some of the lyrics to that song goes, I don't need you to tell me anymore. Uh, uh, this is my life. Uh, I don't need you to tell me it's time to come home. And, and he went on and on in the song talking about wanting his own independence. This is my life. And both of those songs come off as very powerful songs. They were very popular. Uh, the song by Frank Sinatra uh, was a song that, that touted the fact that you, you, you do things on your own. You, you're, you're independent. The Billy Joel song is actually an ode to rebellion. It's an ode to rebellion. It went out to young people, most of all, telling them uh, they didn't have to listen. They didn't have to follow the rules. I want this my way. I want to do it. This is my life, and, and you can't tell me what to do. And that's, once again, when I think of uh, what we're talking about today, my mind, always goes, my mind always goes back to those particular songs. But in those songs, in those songs, once again, we find seeds of rebellion rebellion. And if you and I are going to be people that desire more of him, we have to move away from that type of mindset. I'm not talk, talking about so much the song, but the message of those songs, types of songs, we have to move away from that mindset of doing it our way. And, and this is my life and, and you can't tell me what to do. That is a totally, totally uh, wrong uh, way of life for the child of God. Our desire is to have more of him, more of him, no matter what. Lord, just give me you. Just give me you. You see, when we find ourselves, uh, when we find ourselves being, uh, when we find ourselves being led by ourselves, when we find that we are no longer behind the wheel, so to speak, uh, we forfeit several things. Number one, we are going to forfeit his will. We're going to forfeit his will. When, we're not, when we are doing things our way, we are outside of the will of God. Once again, he has given us this life. He has given us his will. It is not, it is not our will that he comes alongside us to do. No, Lord, what would you have me to do? That is the mindset, that is the heart set that the child of God needs to have. Lord, what do you want me to do? That's all. Lord, whatever you want me to do, that's what I will do. When we step outside of his will and want to do things our way, uh, it shows once again that we are no longer desiring him. We are desiring our own way and we will forfeit not only his will, but we forfeit his blessings. God does not have to put his stamp of approval on that type of mindset. No, he does not. He will pull back. Listen, what the scripture say? Scripture says God gives uh God gives grace uh, to the proud, but he 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 pulls back. He pulls away from those who do not have humility. He resists the proud. He resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. And this whole idea, those songs that I uh, mentioned just a moment ago, my way and my life. Once again, they smack of rebellion and pride. It, they, they, they say that I am the king. I am the boss of me. And once again, listen, that's one of the things that none of us really likes or appreciates. 
No one likes to have someone be the, quote, boss of them. We are very quick to say, you're not my boss. We're very quick to say that to, to individuals, or we're very quick to at least think that in our minds, in our hearts, that, that you, you are not in charge here. We're very quick to do that, but we must allow the Lord to be in charge. When we're talking about more of him and less of me, we're talking about allowing him to be the king of our lives. That's what he died for. He died. Christ died on the cross to free us from this obsession with ourselves. Christ died on the cross to keep us from walking in pride. He wants to lead us and guide us. An old song uh, that I remember, I recall from back in the day uh, that we used to sing, lead me, guide me along the way. For if you lead me, I cannot astray. Lord, help me walk each day with thee. Lead me, O Lord, lead me. But when we take, when we want to sit on the throne of our own lives, he is no longer in the lead. He is no longer behind the wheel. Uh, he is, uh, we are the ones pulling the strings of our own lives. And I, listen, he, the Lord is the one who can see around the corner. He can see his vision is much further and longer than mine. I don't want to be in charge of my life at all. I don't want to pull the strings. I don't want to make the decisions. Lord, it's your way or no way. Moses made a statement uh, when they were headed out uh, into the wilderness uh, with the children of Israel. Moses made the statement, if you do not go up here from us, then don't lead us out at all. If you're not going with us, then we're not going. I don't want to go. I don't want to live this life apart from him. I am like, I, I, I want to be like the psalmist. Uh, I want to follow hard. I want to stay close by him. I want more of him and less of me. You see, when we choose to go in our own way, when we choose to do things our way, we not only forfeit his, his will and we forfeit his blessing, but we're going to forfeit his peace. We're going to forfeit his peace. We will not have the peace of God as long as we are holding on to ourselves. As long as we are looking through the eyes of, of pride, we will not have peace. We will not have the peace of God, and we will not be at peace with God as long, as long as we are living in the shadow of our own pride. No, we must. Lord, it's all about you. Lord, give me more of you. That's all I want. That's all I want. Amen. That's, that's what I want. Lord, I want you to rule me. Lord, I want you to, the old song says, uh, a spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me, break me, melt me, mold me, fill me, spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. That's all. That's all we desire. Lord, give us more of you. The question has come up. Questions come up uh, from my brother Jason Collins. He makes the statement, uh, what does it mean? What does it mean to be a 
a Christian? What, what exactly does it mean? The Christian life is a life of surrender. It is a life of surrender. It is a life uh, dedicated to his service, not my own service. I'm not trying to be about doing my own thing. I'm not here to try and get my own will done. That is not what uh, this Christian life is all about. This Christian life is all about serving him. And what does he want me to do? More of him, less of me. I am under the belief that uh, this goal of the Christian life is to be like Jesus. And that simply means that we are to do what Jesus did. We are to say what Jesus said. We are to, we are to be like Jesus was on this earth. Amen. That's what our mission in this world is. And the very last thing that Jesus said before he led, left this earth, he told them, he gave his disciples and us, he gave, he gave us a commission. You know it, you, and I know it as the Great Commission. He said to go ye into all the world and preach the Gospels. He said to make disciples of every nation. Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Uh, Jesus came. Jesus came to give life and to give life more abundantly. And that is what we are to be about. We are to be as he is in this world. That's what we're all about. And in order to do that, in order to do that, in order to fulfill the Great Commission, in order to, to, to be more like him, we need his spirit. We need to be more like him, and that means that we have to surrender ourselves to him. Surrender all to Jesus. I surrender all to him. I freely give. Worldly pleasure, all forsaken. Lord, just, Lord, take me. Take me. Listen, the world is offering so many different things. The world offers pseudo-peace. Uh, the world offers a pseudo-satisfaction. The, the world cannot give you what the Lord can give you. But we are so easily swayed. We are so easily taken away. Lord, give us a burden for souls. Lord, Give us a burden for, for people. People need the Lord. Steve Green sang it very well years ago. People need the Lord. But what, but what has happened? What has happened? Instead of getting more of him, we are, we, are, we are getting more of the world. And more of the world is coming into the church. And we are using worldly methods, methods to try and bring people into the church. The world's music has come into the church. Uh, the, wor the, the world's uh, attitudes have come into the church. And this is, and you, you will not be able to reach the world with the world's methods. We have to become very biblical. You want to call it old-fashioned? I call it biblical. We have to do it the Bible way. We have to do it the Bible way. Preach and teach the gospel. What did Paul the apostle say? He says he did not want to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That is the answer for the world. Jesus Christ and him crucified. And the more of him that we receive, the more we will get that. The more we will understand that. The more of him 
that we take into ourselves, the more, let me put it this way, the more he gives us of himself, the more we will see things as he does. None of us gets this thing 100% because we are corrupted. Yes, we're saved, we're born again, we have the Spirit of God, we are indwelt by His Spirit, but yet and still, we are human, and we have sinful tendencies, and sometimes those sinful tendencies get in the way of our desires to do and be what the Lord would have us to be. Worldly pleasures, temptations, and all of these different things uh, that surround us get in the way, but once again, He has given us His Spirit. He has given us his spirit. He has given us the cross. We live by, through, according to the cross of Jesus Christ. And this is what enables us. This is what en enables us. This is what, let me say it this way. This is, what's give, is what gives us the desire to be more like him. Lord, the cross. When I see the cross, when I catch a vision of the cross, when I begin to understand just what happened at the cross. I'm not just talking about the fact that he died. Yes, we know that he died, and, and that is supreme, that he died on the cross for us. But when I begin to take in just what happened at the cross, the results, the results, the aftermath, the blessings of the cross, when we understand that his death on the cross uh, was not a suicide, when we understand that his death on the cross uh, was, was, a, was a sacrifice, it was the supreme sacrifice on our behalf. And it's because of the cross that we even are able to even desire to be like him. I want to be like him. What did Paul the Apostle say? that I might know him in the power of his resurrection. That's what it's all about. I want to know him. The more of him I get, the less I become, and the more that I am, the Bible talks about, uh, in the, let me, that verse talks about the fellowship of his suffering. The fellowship of his suffering. When I catch a vision, of the cross and just what it all entails more lord give me more of you give me more i've had all but what i need is just more of you i think of solomon solomon he had what god had given him he asked for wisdom, for wisdom. But something happened to Solomon. Solomon was on the road to, to being the person that God wanted him to be. And it seemed that way when he first uh, called upon the Lord and asked for wisdom that he might uh, rule his people. But when we go, uh, but when we go to the book of First uh, Kings, let me get there real quick. Uh, when we go to the book of First of Kings, uh, chapter uh, number 11, uh, we see that something happened. And this something that happened uh, to Solomon is something that can happen to any one of us when we take our eyes off of him. When we take our eyes off of him, we will run 
into foolishness. Foolishness. The psalmist says in the book of Psalms that the thought, the thought of foolishness is sin. That word foolishness in that verse, the root word of that word foolishness in that, in that particular verse is sin. The thought of sin is foolishness. Here we see this man Solomon was brought low, was brought down. Someone who, who had, quote, the Lord. Someone who knew the Lord. Someone who was walking in his footsteps. Someone who was living for the Lord. But something happened. Verse number, uh, chapter number 11 of 1 Kings, verse number 1. It says, but Solomon loved many strange women, together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabite, uh, Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, uh, Zidonians, and Hittites. He went into, uh, he, he made... He made agreements with foreign nations. And these agreements with foreign nations, uh, it compromised who he was. And it was no longer, Lord, give me who you are. What The, the wisdom that he had was, was, was forfeited. He didn't lose it completely because we, we read, we still read some of his words, uh, many of his words in the book of Ecclesiastes, but there was something Something that was missing from this man, Solomon, when he came to his senses uh, later in life. These, this, these sinful escapades uh, that he went through took something from him. Verse number two, of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto uh, the children of Israel, ye shall not go in unto them, neither shall they come in unto you. For surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. And Solomon clave unto these in love. You see, he compromised himself, and it was no longer more of you, Lord. It was more of them. The world, the world, the flesh, you could say the devil, all made their play for the life and soul of Solomon. The world, the flesh, and the devil will make their play on you and I where once we cried out, Lord, more of you, Lord, just give me more. If we are not careful, if we don't keep our eyes focused on Christ and who he is, Satan can begin to do a work on our lives. Uh, the world will do, will try and begin to do a work uh, in our lives. And, and the flesh, the flesh will abound rather than the spirit in our lives. So we need to be very careful. Verse number four, and he had 700 wives. Every time I read this, I go, my goodness. And he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines. And his wives turned away his heart. Of course, <laughs> his wives turned away his heart. Come on. What? He took his eyes off of his God. When you and I, turn our eyes off of God, it means that we are turning our eyes toward something else or someone else. We need to be very, very careful. Verse number four, for it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God as was the heart of David, his father. And so we see, 
Once you take your eyes off of God, the desire is no longer there. The, 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 the love for the Lord begins to wane. The passion begins to fade away. And as I said just a moment ago, it's no longer, Lord, more of you. But when we find ourselves living in sin, in our minds, in our hearts, when we are treasuring sin, as it says in Psalm 66, 18, when we are treasuring sin, uh, we don't even want to be near him. We, we want to shun his presence when we find ourselves on the outside looking in, at least when it pertains to sin. So it's something that you don't uh, want to do, amen? It's something that you don't want to do. We need to make sure we need to make sure that we keep our eyes on Jesus. See, as long as you keep your eyes focused on who Jesus is, as long as you keep your eyes focused on who Jesus is, what he has done, then you will be, let me put it this way, you will be a step ahead, if I can use that, that phrase, you'll be a step ahead of the enemy. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Listen, he's going to be relentless. The enemy is going to be relentless in what he does. You must also, in turn, be relentless. You must persevere. You must not give up. Lord, just give me more of you. More of you. Lord, cleanse this vessel. Lord, make me. Make me meet for your use. The Lord, uh, the Lord can use anyone. Anyone. Just look at Scripture. Look at scripture and see the individuals that God used throughout scripture. Just start just, just start from the beginning and look at the different people that God used and see their frailty and see their, their sinfulness, but look and see how God used them. No, that's not a license to be whatever you want to, to do, whatever you want to do. That's not a license to sin. I can still sin and God will still use me. It doesn't matter what I do. Yes, it does matter how you live. Yes, it does matter what you do in this life. We need to have our lives dedicated to him, devoted to who he is. And once again, we need to keep our eyes focused on him, completely focused on him. Lord, I just want, Lord, listen, we talk about, we talk about repentance. We talk about, we've been talking about repentance. We've been talking about uh, confession. You don't wait until, you don't wait until Sunday morning to repent. The moment the Holy Spirit makes sin uh, visible in your life, as soon as you know it, and if you feel with the Spirit, you're going to know when sin is prevalent in your life. He's, he's, not going to, he's not going to allow you to sleep on your sin. The moment that you realize that there is sin in your heart, in your life, in your mind, in your spirit, Lord, cleanse me, forgive me. You don't wait until prayer meeting. You don't wait until Sunday morning. Lord, cleanse me, wash me, purge me, even right now. Lord, make me a vessel uh, ready to be used by you. And that's how we must, that's how we must see it. Lord, just give me more of you, more of you. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Let me go to Psalm 139 as we begin to close here uh, today. I believe I've been I've been here uh, once before, but let me go back. My my mind and my heart goes back to Psalm one thirty nine, verse number twenty three. 
Search me, O God. Search me. And know my heart. Try me. And know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Search me. Search me. The song says, break me, melt me, mold me, fill me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Just give me more of you. More of you. That song, that song has been buzzing, ringing in my spirit for days, for days. More of you. I know I said it last Sunday, but I'm going to say these words again. More of you. More of you. I've had all, but what I need is more of you, of things I've had my fill. But yet I hunger still, empty and bare. Lord, hear my prayer for more of you. That, that ought to be the desire of every heart that calls upon the Lord. Once again, the world is going to make its play on your spirit, on your mind. Just give me more of you, Lord. I don't want what the world has. Just give me more of you. I lay myself at your feet. I surrender. So who's the king of your life? Who's on the throne of your life? Who's pulling the strings? Who's behind the wheel? The Lord, the Lord needs to be the one who is calling the shots, if I can use that phrase. He's calling the shots. It's not, Lord, come alongside and help me to accomplish this. It's, Lord, what would you have me to do? More of you. Less. Much less. So much less of me. You must increase. I must decrease. Lord, we bless your name. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are. And Lord, we thank you for your sacrifice on the cross, Lord Jesus. Lord, we know it's through your sacrifice on the cross that we are even able to even able to be here today. Lord, even that we have a desire to, to want more of you. Lord, it, 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 it is a desire that has been wrought by the cross. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for living. We thank you for dying. We thank you for rising again, Lord Jesus. Lord, if there's anyone watching or listening right now uh, under the, to your word, Lord Jesus, who's struggling, Lord Jesus, and the, the world seems to be making its play uh, upon their heart and life, uh, Lord, I pray uh, that they will look once again, look back to the cross, look to the cross, see what Jesus, who Jesus is, see what he has done. Call upon him. If you're struggling, just begin to call upon him. Jesus, here I am. Surrender yourself to him. Surrender. I give up stuff. I give up things. Lord, just give me you. Just give me you. That's all I want. That's, that's all I desire. Just you. Lord, I pray you will bless, keep us in the palm of your hand. We love you. We praise you. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. God bless you, Juliana. God bless you. God is good.
God is so very good. We honor him, we bless him, we praise him. Amen. Make sure that he is the king of your life. Don't allow yourself to sit on the throne. Uh, what, what does scripture say? Scripture talks about uh, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Acknowledge him in all thy ways and what he will direct your path. That's where you want to be. You want to have him directing your path. He is the king of your life. Amen. We bless the Lord and we thank him for who he is and what he has done. Amen. We want to invite you as always as we begin this week of uh this week of ministry, online ministry, uh that you will join us. You can join us tomorrow night. We'll be back here uh, with the line by line podcast going through uh, we're going through the book of Matthew uh one verse at a time and tomorrow night we will pick up in Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21 we're moving right along amen and we're going one verse at a time so join us if you can at seven o'clock p.m right here on facebook youtube spreaker twitter and instagram amen join us if you can also on tuesday night tuesday night we have a brand new hot topic that we will uh be discussing and that is are you ready or not are you ready or not we're going to be unpacking uh, some vital aspects of readiness. What what actually does it mean to be ready? Many people in the Bible have talked about being ready. We want to talk about what that means for us as Christians. Amen. So are you ready or not? That's coming up this Tuesday night on the Bible Speaks Live podcast, and that'll be starting at 8 o'clock p.m. Amen. So I hope you can join us there. Then on Wednesday night, Wednesday night is the Cutting It Right Bible study, and it's the uh, first principles of the Christian life, and we are going to continue uh, our lessons on confession and repentance, confession and repentance, and we're going to be talking about specifically on Wednesday night, repentance from dead works. What is that all about? Repentance from dead works. We're going to be talking about that, so I hope you're able to join us at 8 o'clock on Wednesday night right here on social media. Amen. So once again, we just bless the Lord and we thank him once again for uh, giving us this opportunity uh, to bless his name. Once again, you can always uh, you can always go to our website, which is uh, that's the word.org. Uh, you can also find us on all of these podcast platforms and many, many others. Our main podcast at this podcast platform at this time is Spreaker.com. Uh, we do have people that do listen in from across the United States uh, and around the world. We see you uh, in Brazil and in India and uh, in Canada. We see you. God bless you. Thank you for your support. Amen. And so once again, uh, please feel free uh, to uh, check us out there. Uh, you can also uh, follow us on our um, on our social media accounts. Uh, that's the word ministries. And also, as we said earlier, you can go to our YouTube channel, become a subscriber if you have not done so already. Uh, and you can also visit our website at that's the word.org. Amen. So that's about it for today. Pray that your day has been well. 
pray that you'll continue to be blessed. I pray that you will be blessed by uh, what the Lord is doing in your heart and in your life because God is always at work. Even when you don't see him working, he's working. Even when you don't feel him working, he is working. Never forget that. Amen. We'll see you next time, hopefully tomorrow night, and we'll see you then. May God bless you. Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever.